0: Well, it's so wonderful to be looking in your faces directly, and uh, it's, a, it's a joy to be back. Let's uh, gather our hearts together in prayer. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Dear God, we ask for the help of your Holy Spirit. So that we might not only see your river, but connect with it, receive it. Travel with its flow. For apart from your living water, we can do nothing. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. So during my recent sabbatical, I often took long walks along the nearby Conestoga River, down yonder, as it meanders and curls and snakes its way all over the county, doesn't it? I love looking at a map of the Conestoga. It doesn't get anywhere directly. And one of the things that I love doing as I was walking along the Conestoga was to pause and to listen to the susurration of its waters. Do you know that word? Susurration? It means, it sounds like it means, it means murmuring, whispering, susurration. In leading me beside the susurrating, murmuring waters of the Conestoga, I felt God restoring my soul. Really. I also found myself drawn to passages in the Bible about water, about H2O. And we've just heard three of the wonderful ones in Scripture. And I felt especially drawn to the passage from John 7, where Jesus invites us to connect with God's living water that is flowing beneath and below and through all things. All you who are thirsty, Jesus says, come on and have a drink. And yet, dear friends, we find ourselves this morning living now in times of incredible uncertainty and precarity. And I want to mention just three things that are deep in our thoughts all the time before we turn to the scriptures. One of those things that is on many of our minds, you've been sharing it with me since my return, is that the cry of our warming planet is growing louder and louder, as Laura shared last week. I mean, we've even gotten to the point where smoke from the western fires Are clouding our own skies. A second thing we're thinking a lot about is that in our nation we see a rising white backlash against our growing racial diversity, you know the new census numbers just came out, our diversity is increasing decade by decade, And now racist voting laws have been passed in 18 states to make it harder for people of color to vote. We're thinking about these things. And what can we do? And of course, there's the elephant in the room, the Delta variant, as infections and hospitalizations are increasing across our nation and our county. And so, friends, I feel it is especially crucial for us to notice that in our reading, especially from Psalm 46 today, that this psalm is addressed to a faith community just like ours that's feeling incredibly overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. In fact, in Psalm 46, Jerusalem is under direct Babylonian attack, and everything seems to be falling apart. And astonishingly, the psalmist proclaims that there is a river in a city where no river exists. <laughs> Did you ever notice that? There's no river in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And yet the psalmist says there is a river that makes glad the people of God. The psalmist is assuring God's people that in their time of trouble, in our time of trouble, that God's living water will sustain them and us. God will never leave them to face their perils alone. There is a river. And in Isaiah 43, a river of living water is promised to the people of Israel in the most unlikely and surprising of places. Did you notice that? In the middle of the desert. There is a river. And in John 7, Jesus invites us to source our lives in a deep connection with God. Come to me, he says, all you that are thirsty, all you who are thirsty and needing living water, and I will give you drink. And you, in turn, will then become channels of this living water to others. There is a river. Now, folks, I hope you are seeing the vision that these scriptures help us to see. I mean, is Jesus really just about, is following Jesus in this world really just about always just trying harder to be good and working for God's justice and peace on our own steam? Is it just about a life of grim discipleship and joyless burnout? No, I hope not. If it is, let's all go home. Instead, do you see it? Jesus is inviting us to love with the love that God provides. Not on our own steam, from God. He's inviting us to serve with the energy and the vision, we need vision, that God provides. We have not been left orphaned in this world. God's living water is flowing, even right now, beneath and below and underneath all things. Connect with it and channel it to others. So maybe you're, you're sitting there and you're asking, okay, preacher, but how do we connect with this water? How do we dip into it, tap into it? I'm glad you asked. I mean, isn't one of the crucial ways worship, regular worship together? I can't tell you how replenished I felt After our first Sunday, my first Sunday back, worshiping with you together, praying together, singing together, my soul was refreshed. And I felt the same way last night after the hymn sing at Clayton and Dottie's. Did anybody else? Our spirits were refreshed. Another way of staying connected with the river is through our Sunday school classes and small groups and the way we stay in touch with each other during the week. Stay in touch with one another during the week. Keep on doing this. Last Sunday, a group of young adults, around 20 folks, gathered in Musser Park, and what a joy it was to see God's living water flowing back and forth between them. And let me mention one last crucial way of connecting with God's river. Anybody want to guess what it is? Through prayer. You know, I always have to mention that. During my sabbatical, I was deeply impacted by reading the journal of a 27-year-old woman named Eddie Hillisum, kept during the Nazi occupation of Holland. To her great astonishment, it's a, it's a wonderful story. This secular, non-practicing Jew describes how during that horrible occupation, she started feeling drawn to get down on her knees. And to open her hands to the free flow of God's love. And this happens again and again and again in her journal. She is discovering her inner life. Have you discovered your inner life? She is discovering the inner landscape, the beauty of her soul. And we are invited to, invite, to explore that as well. Now, early on in this journal, there's this absolutely hilarious story where this sophisticated, highly educated intellectual is quietly praying alone in a room one day when one of her friends barges in on her, surprises her, and finds her down on her knees. Hugely embarrassed, hugely embarrassed, Eddie quickly pretends to be looking for a lost button, I think, under her bed. Know the feeling? (laughs) She also talks about her great embarrassment at the beginning of the journal in ever saying the word G-O-D. But that changes through her prayer life. And I think in this journal, we see the wonderful good news that God is always able to work with us so wisely, so beautifully, no matter where we are. God starts with us where we are. And soon God's living water is bubbling up in Eddie's life and flowing out to her neighbors in need. And at Alan Shirk's memorial service this afternoon, listen up, listen up, because we're going to be hearing again about how that dear brother began all his days with the same kind of prayerful, quiet receptivity with God. That is what sustained Alan Shirk. So let me close. I've shared with you in my letter a week ago how during my sabbatical I often traveled to Australia online to listen to the wonderful sermons of a pastor theologian called Sarah Batchelard. The needs of our world are urgent, she says. The cry of the earth is clamorous, and respond and change, we must. But then she says this, our responses need to be sourced, sourced in the wellspring of divine love, the river of God that sustains and waters all of life. Because otherwise, she says, All we will ever communicate to the world is our burnout and our fears and our anxieties instead of love. So, friends, there is is a river. And the current of God is flowing even now beneath and below and through all that is susurrating, susurrating, susurrating with love. May we each be deeply nourished by God's living water and be channels of it, channels to each other and to our thirsty world. Amen.